man the 23 24 nba season schedule is released jalen brown and anthony davis calling the brink struck and james harden breaks up with daryl morey in public i'm rosa panda this is the clinic all nba podcast i have the three hooligans with me jj how you living my friend feeling good i'm feeling great i miss you guys happy summer man yeah man it's been a long time john how you living my friend i'm doing great man it's been a minute since i've seen you guys so great great to be back and of course sammy how you living my friend i am good man football's almost back we got some nba preseason hopefully in a month like july is just the worst month of the year I'm, i'm very happy that we're almost at september and that i get to see you fine gentlemen again Dude, amen to that. But boys, even though it's been kind of a slow offseason, we still have some news here. James Harden, man, has just been all over the news. Two days after it was reported that the 76ers ended trade talks involving James Harden, the 10-time All-Star guard Rip, the 76ers president, Daryl Morey. This was in public. I think it was in China. And he said, straight to a camera just looking straight into the camera, said, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization Bruh. that is part of. Let me say this again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's part of. So apparently the 76ers, they planned on bringing James Harden back to training camp for the start of the season. And it's kind of setting up for a very uncomfortable start to the season i want to ask you boys what did you guys think of james harden calling out daryl like this you loyal man <laughs> just, and it was an international call out too just man yeah i've never seen it put out there like this before I will give Harden this. When he wants to get out of a place, he will just empty the clip, man. Like, do you remember how he got out of Houston and Brooklyn? He just pretty much ate the summer away and then just started firing passes into the stands. <laughs> I can't wait to see where this one goes. But, you know, if it can depress his value to Marcus Morris in a second, sure, bring him over to the Clippers. Let's go. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right, Sammy's vying for the Clippers here. John, what do you think? At the risk of copying Sammy, man, is my only real reaction here. I mean, (laughs) this is something... I mean, can you imagine James Harden's PR team? Just probably looking at him and as he's making this statement, in disbelief and shock and... Literally trying to, you know, in the Oscars when someone's given a speech too long and they have the the music starts playing, they wish they could grab the hook and pull him off the stage as he's talking. I mean, this is just crazy to me. Like, Sammy's right. James Harden, when he when he wants out of a place, he is fully committed and he will go the distance, no holds barred. He will not hold back and he will do what it takes. I mean, it's just like it's just bad for the league though, right? Like players shouldn't be able to dictate. I mean, I get it. Like they. But he's not a free agent and that's we've had this discussion before right it's he's under contract 
I get he's not happy. I get that he's not happy with the the organization or the the ownership or the leadership. But this is so unprofessional to me, right? Like keep things closed doors. I don't like the way that James Harden handles this. But at, at the end of the day, I don't even know what the Sixers can do. They're, they're, it's like their hands are tied, right? I mean, it's either it sounds like he's going to play on in China or for the Sixers next year, and I don't know if there's anywhere in between unless Sammy's. Prediction of Marcus Morris and a second-round draft pick are going to fly. <laughs> I mean, at oh, this man, point, hey, man, I feel bad. You got to feel bad for the Sixers, right? Like, how how much longer do we do we are we still able to trust the process here, guys? I don't I don't know, man. JJ, what do you think? <laughs> What's funny about this whole situation with Harden is that he takes jabs at Daryl Morey. Who's had a history with China and the NBA? Number yeah. one, but but number two, like doesn't like I know what we all know what James Harden's trying to do. He's trying to get out of Philly, but by ripping on the GM and the Sixers, aren't you having the adverse effect of getting out of Philly? And what I mean by that is you're making yourself look bad. Like John just stated, you really don't look professional. As someone who's come into camp out of shape, forces his way out, and because he's out of shape, gets is injury prone, why would anyone want to trade for this man and extend the contract? He's doing the exact opposite of what he should be doing. That's what I think. Like, if I'm the GM, why would I pick up damaged goods? Injury prone, doesn't show up for the playoffs. And complains, and forces his way out to get traded for terrible assets. Bad business. Definitely yeah. bad business. But well, I will say this, kind of in James Harden's defense here. Oh no! I know. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing, man. People are probably turning <laughs> off the pod right now. Um. But anyway, with James Harden, you could tell that like this, this sort of message. Is no longer professional, right? This is now personal, and we have to think about like what happened to James Harden was on a personal level. I think he opted out of that contract what last off season, right? He took like fourteen to sixteen million dollars less so that the Seventy Sixers could sign PJ Tucker and also、um, who was the other signing? I can't Daniel House or something like that. I forget. Yeah.、But He ended up signing two other players based off of the fact that Harden took less money. So, I mean, I think I think now it's personal. I think what James Harden is actually doing is that he's coming after Daryl's job here. He's making him impossible to do his job. So, if I guess if you're in the 76ers case, do you feel like you're in a rock and a hard place where you have to choose between James Harden and Daryl Morey? Or what do you guys think? It, it might go there. So the other the other interesting background to this, and I have to give credit where it's due. I want to say Kevin O'Connor mentioned this on the Ringer Pod a while ago when this all started. If Harden doesn't report, his contract doesn't toll for as long as he doesn't report. So he technically won't be free after this year if he doesn't play. In addition to that. There is this very small provision in the CBA 
where he literally could not go sign in China or any other league without permission from the Sixers if he does not play out his deal. He's locked into them. So the question is going to become, how bad is he going to make it at camp to force their hand? And that brings up the question that you brought up. In that situation, if you're Philly, how do you side with Harden if he's actively sabotaging the team? Because that's what he would be doing, right? So that being said, I almost wonder if this ends up at this time next year, if we're talking about a Philly team with no Maury, no Harden, no Embiid, and the entire team gets blown up. I do not think that's out of the realm of possibility here. And it might go down this road. So this is a very fine line and this could blow up really fast if Philly doesn't play this really well. So curious to see what happens. But to answer your question, if I had to pick one or the other to side with, I'd side with Maury personally. Yeah, I mean, I side with Maury too. And one of my biggest regrets in the past five years is probably saying that James Harden was going to be MVP of that year. <laughs> so, and knowing my luck, he's probably going to be MVP in the next year or two. So Where? with that said, either he's going to be a sixer, going to be maybe in China, but Sammy said that's not going to happen. But, you know, maybe Saudi Arabia will offer him a $300 million a year contract. <laughs> Well, with this situation, Kevin McHale had something to say here, and he told Heavy Sports this. James wanted a big extension from Philly, and Philly wouldn't give it to him, and that's not Daryl's decision. Daryl got part of that, of course, but that's an owner's decision. So Harden was really mad saying Daryl lied to him, but, you know, maybe they saw Game 7 against the Celtics, 9 points for 3 of 11 shooting in a 24-point loss, and said, I am not interested in that and then he went on to go say the next year he came into camp he was fat and didn't like playing and i got fired 11 games into the season he had a plan do you guys feel like mikhail has something going on here that he's like i know the way harden works and this is exactly what he's trying to do here he he definitely has a point. They signed that contract with Harden last year, which, which you brought up, June earlier, which uh, Harden signed for less in order to sign two notable role players, right? Right. But that was under the assumption that if you're going to pay your employee, the employee needs to do his job. And if you talk to any Sixers fan, if you talk to any basketball fan, Harden does not show up when it matters most. In fact, some people even question his effort, which is not good for a superstar. So I totally get it. Like broken promises, Daryl Morey is a liar. There's, so, there's part of me that, okay, Harden might have a point, but as a fan, to see a superstar with that kind of production in a way where you even question his effort. Like it's one thing where you have John Starks go one, one for 16, right, Sammy? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like a New York Knicks fan could bring that up. But I don't think a Knicks fan would ever question John Starks' heart and effort. Everyone on this pod has. And that's the difference. 
Well said. JJ. I, 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 I completely agree with you. And we have to talk about, I guess, a product that might happen because of this James Harden, I guess, debacle. And which is, what is Joel Embiid thinking right now? And apparently, the 76ers Joel Embiid, he removed the 76ers from social media amid all these Harden trade talks. Now, the question is, <laughs> is this something or nothing? What the hell? Well, in 2023, it's definitely something, right? I, I think so. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I'll say that. Now, will that actually transpire into anything? Because a lot of times you'll see guys remove, like a comment of somebody, some random Bob the Schmob Schmo, Joe the Schmo, making a comment about how Dame Lillard should should join the Lakers. That would be awesome. And then Dame Lillard likes to tweet in. All of a sudden, Dame Lillard is going to be a Laker and I'm placing all my bets on it and losing all my money. But, it, you know, it's, that's kind of the world that we live in. And I think there's definitely, you can say that there's ill will and there's definitely a, a sour taste in Joel Embiid's mouth with all of this. I mean, who, in any situation, in any workplace, you wouldn't want to see this kind of drama on your team, on, with your coworkers, with your colleagues. It just creates a toxic environment. So I totally understand, and, and I'm willing to bet that Joel Embiid is upset with the situation. Now, again, like I said, will that transpire into anything significant, like a trade or a complete overhaul, like Sammy stated earlier? I don't know. Who knows? You know, things change quickly. Things things can take a turn for the worst, or they can turn take a turn for the better in an instant. That's what we've learned, you know, throughout the many, many years, and more recently in the NBA. So. I will reserve my judgment on what that may translate to, but I do think that it is something for now. Yeah, I think it's definitely something to be monitored. I don't think this is a team that can afford to fully reboot and start the whole process again. So that just leads you to ask them, what's the move? And the, the only move I think that keeps Embiid happy is to keep them as a top four seed in the East and near there. So how do you do that? And the way to do that is to land another star in some sort of three-way trade involving Harden, although Harden's value is obviously depressed right now. So that makes you revisit just throwing it out there because we know he's available or that he wants out is do they find a way to swing a trade to get Dame? Like a three-way deal where Harden goes somewhere besides Portland because they clearly don't want him. But unless they can land a bona fide star, what's he going to see when he looks there? He's going to be looking at a team that at best with him is what, a playing group if they don't get a good return. So yeah, man, this is, I mean, I don't think he removed the stuff from social media to say I want out now, but I think it's him sending a sign because we know that he is very smart with how he treats social media and that everything he does on social media is to make a point whatever it is so this was definitely done with intent to get to get media talking and for the the sixers to notice and i think it clearly did its job where's the accountability from the 76er players that's what i want to know like are we really 
like what you said, John, in 2023, it's normal. But I think we all would say that it's kind of weak. Like, just be a, an adult about it. Talk, talk to your team. Talk to the front office and find a solution to get this done. Let's not forget, man, that games, what was it, game six or game seven a few years ago against Atlanta Hawks, Joel Embiid missed two free throws the very last second to put that game away. Like, where's the accountability? Like, you're often out of shape and injured in the postseason. Maybe instead of removing the 76ers off your Twitter handle, you go on the elliptical for an extra five minutes. And and it's... (laughs) JJ's thoughts and opinions do not reflect everyone else's thoughts and opinions on this episode. I just wanted to let everyone aware. I'm just playing. uh, No, no, you're just playing. But it's 100% aligned with, with what you're saying about it being weak. I mean, if you have a grievance with somebody... What what happened to just filing that grievance and trying to air it out with that person that you have a grievance with, yes. right? Like Thank James you. Harden, instead of directly having a conversation with Daryl Morey, decided to, from thousands of miles away, air it out in front of a bunch of kids in a foreign country, right? He knows obviously it's going to get picked up, but like, come on, man, you're a grown man. If you have a problem with Daryl Morey, do it behind closed doors, do it in private. And if things don't, you know, I, I understand maybe, maybe, maybe he has tried that multiple times. And maybe this is his way of, of filing that grievance or airing it out because nothing has been done from their conversations. I don't know, but I'm just saying from an optic standpoint, it doesn't seem that way, right? It just seems that he's been frustrated and he hasn't, doesn't, isn't man enough to actually just try to figure it out man to man. So I, I think it's hundred percent weak too. I, I agree with JJ. Other than the elliptical comment, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, everybody. There's definitely a lack of leadership in Philadelphia. But with that, we're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor. Hold up. Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play, has the best lines to increase your chances at winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community feel. Use code CLINIC all NBA for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a new feature, Slide the Line, where users can raise or lower a line of their choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now. Download the app indeed. Boys, the NBA schedule has finally dropped, and we can all start getting excited because opening night... We have the Nuggets facing the Lakers and the Suns facing the Warriors. And apparently there's a lot of drama around this opening night, particularly the fact that there's no East Coast teams here. This is all West Coast. But boys, in your unbiased opinion, I know we're all West Coast people here. Do you guys think the NBA got opening right night correctly? I'm a. I'll start it off. I'm gonna say no. Ooh, okay. I don't, I don't think they did. I like as a Warrior fan playing the Suns. 
that's cool just because we we got Chris Paul. But I already know where this is going. But Warriors Lakers. I I, I would have liked John. Not that. I'm gonna go with Sammy's team. Mm. I would have think it should have been Suns versus Clippers. Because that whole series had the what if. What if Kawhi was healthy? The 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 George Paul and the Booker beef from the pot a few weeks ago when Clay had that line about, you know, he should have gave Booker his props and then Booker went at at Paul George on Twitter saying, "Are you happy with that response?" And Paul George responded, um, "I think he said that's a what do you say? That's a whack ass response or something?" Something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I like rivalries. Um, I wish when the schedule came out, even for the playing tournament, which I don't think we're going to talk about tonight, they should have had. Teams in the division geographically play against each other. So, Battle of California, for example, Battle of the Midwest. So, Adam Silver, come on, man! Like, I've we've had the discussion on this pod multiple times about the scheduling for Christmas and opening night, and I think it could have been better. So, I don't. I agree with JJ. I don't like, I don't particularly, I'm not really fond of the Suns and Warriors. I know that there's a star power there. I know there's a history of Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and the Warriors. And I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. I do think the Nuggets and the Lakers are the right choice, though. And then the reason is solely because of Mike Malone and the <laughs> Lakers living rent free in his head. I think that is, alone is the story and the narrative around this rivalry right i mean to be honest the the nuggets wax the lakers and there's no denying that in the playoffs but mike malone decided to continue to talk about them darvin ham decided to rebuttal and now that's kind of a rivalry because of that so i think they got it right in terms of that game the suns and the warriors i agree with jj i don't i still think they're trying to push this kevin durant leaving golden state sour taste and i'm and to me it's just that is that's like far gone i don't even what was that 2016 it's just it's a, it's like a long time ago i i don't know what angle they're trying to get at here i do like i mean these are two top tier teams in terms of just their pull in terms of the 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 you know the location but just the teams themselves there's a lot of there's a huge market for these teams so i get it I just don't know what narrative or what angle they're trying to pull here. So I would have liked to see something different for that second game on opening night. Sammy, what do you think? Well, first of all, I just want to point out that the league put the Clippers in the most three-game and four-day stretches for the season. <laughs> and there they we traveled go. the most miles this year. Uh, well, okay, so. well, well, load management, Sammy. I mean, that's the How reason why they How are you going to load they manage if you have three games in four days? Kawhi is not happy, so we are not happy. <laughs> um, but to go, I, I'm with you guys. I, it's, it's interesting uh. that they basically stuck to uh, a three-state zone here to open the season. They kind of kept it all on the West Coast. It's, it's an interesting decision. That, that's the route they went. I also think starting a game at 530 in any particular city is not always smart because that's what's going to happen in Denver opening night. I don't get that for what I assume would be the banner hanging night because that means then if you're tipping the game at 530, banner hanging is at 5. So 
Good point. Just to throw that in logistically, it doesn't make sense to me. I think you put Denver on the last game of the night on opening night of the season. That's the only way, to me, logically it would have made sense. Um, yeah, Phoenix and Golden State, I feel like you could have put them against different teams. You could have put Golden State against the Lakers, it makes sense. You could run back Phoenix-Dallas just because I think all of us will forever remember Luka looking at Booker and laughing. And Booker forever now is being coming off as someone who we should all troll because he's very sensitive. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a decently entertaining game. I get, like you guys are saying, Phoenix and Golden State obviously both had big transactions this offseason. They want to put them in the limelight. I totally understand that. But I think the way I would have done the matchups would have been a little bit different overall. I completely agree with you guys. I, I have to talk uh. about the Christmas games now. I want you guys to tell me which matchup you guys really like and one you guys thought was kind of a dud for Christmas. And the matchups go like this. We have the Bucks, Knicks, 76ers, Heat, Celtics, Lakers, Mavs, Suns, and then Warriors, and nuggets. Well, if I use my uh, prediction powers, my as as foreseeing the future here, because the 76ers are not going to have Joel Embiid and James Harden by Christmas, <laughs> I think that game is going to be an ugly one. Truly <laughs> really awful. Correct. Oh man. So I have a question here. Then just to kick this off, if you're the league, why aren't you putting the Bucks against the Heat? After what just happened in the playoffs on Christmas Day? That's what I'm saying, man. Isn't that the game? That would be the game. Yeah, so, and I I understand they put the Knicks on Christmas every year. It's the Knicks. They have that fan base. The Knicks are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this in a disparaging way, but do they really have, like, a true rival right now that you would feature on Christmas Day? I don't really think so unless. Am I missing somebody? Other than the Nets, I guess? Go Knicks versus Hawks. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that would make Trey sense. Young, right? Yeah, that, and then the Nets is a number two just because of location, I guess. And actually, the Nets will be entertaining this year. But yeah, just putting them against the Bucks, it's like the honest people want to see the Knicks. People will draw ratings. I get it. it's just it's a weird matchup to me. Mavs Suns, I just commented on as an opener, so I love that they did that because Doncic is just going to want to troll. Warriors Nuggets is going to be a really good nightcap. Celtics Lakers, obviously, the history is there. So it's just, it's those two games. And even Sixers Heat, I get why they did it, but with the uncertainty around the Sixers, it's it's an interesting call to throw them in Christmas, especially in that spot, because if I remember right, that's like the two o'clock game on the East Coast. That's that's one of the yeah. most watched games of the day. So it's really interesting they put it in there. If it's Tyrese Maxey, PJ Tucker, and whoever the hell else is on that team, if we get to that point. So <laughs> I, I give them... I think it's 80% right. Like they, they did it pretty well overall, but I would have made a couple changes there. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of history and, and so there's, I mean like the Celtics and Lakers, that's kind of like a no, no, no brainer. Right. And then, but I agree with you, Sammy, on these other takes. I think they could have gone a different route. And listen, the 76ers in the Heat, I ragged on that initially because of what could potentially happen. But if Dame Lillard gets traded to the Heat and the Sixers stay intact, that could be something to watch. Good but, point. You know, Good obviously, point. That's, that's definitely like remains to be seen. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't really like all the matchups. With the exception of Mavs and Suns. 
Celtics and Lakers, there's a rich history, but I don't really see like a current rivalry with the players on those rosters, to be honest. Lakers and Nuggets, maybe for Christmas would have been better. I think、um, Warriors versus Kings. I think Kings deserve a spot for Christmas now. Agreed.、Um, and Celtics. I mean, go ahead, John. What were you about to say? I was going to say, now, JJ, what if the Lakers、mm-hmm. signed Pat Bev to a 10 day contract before they <laughs> play the Celtics? And he pulls out another SLR camera to show the ref. <laughs> That, that changes the, everything, the, man. The play was egregious. <laughs> that changes everything. That moment, I think, will live in Laker infamy. I'm not going to、yes. lie. That, that's going to go up there in the rafters. If he breaks out that camera, I, my idea is to put him on a private jet, let him go to all five games, and just be the photographer. That's where I'm going here. <laughs> shout out, Pat Bev. Shout out, Pat Bev. Yeah. I think Warriors versus the Lakers should have been the Christmas game, though. I thought yeah, that I, would be the move. I agree. Or even something even spicier. Like, go, go like. Just an extreme like matchup, like between like the Bucks and the Suns, or like the Warriors and the Bucks. But I feel like the Bucks needed to be in a more competitive game. And I don't know who that would be. I think maybe the 76ers, even that would be fun. The Bucks versus 76ers, but Bucks versus Knicks, that just doesn't do it for me. Nah. Like, I, I would have flipped、fun. it and gone Bucks Celtics. I would have gone Bucks, Bucks Celtics, Celtics, and then I would have put the Lakers with either the Warriors or. Or the Clippers, though, frankly, I like the fact that the Clippers don't play Christmas Day anymore because no one assumes they're going to be healthy. So,、uh, but, so yeah. Thanks, fair, Kawhi. Fair, fair. Thanks, At least, yeah, thanks a lot, Kawhi. Cue the laugh. Where's the laugh, Jay? The Kawhi laugh. He's looking for it. Yeah, want, I want、uh, it. I, there you go. Oh, there oh that go. one's good. Both are good. Yeah. <laughs> so,、uh, one, thing, one quick thing about the schedule. And I know this is, not, this is not shocking to me, at least, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. No Grizzlies. And I think it's obvious because Ja is not going to be available, right?、Yeah. Do they know if he's going to be available even when he comes back? And that's not even sarcastic. Can they trust、right. him? I don't think the league wants to feature them this year after everything、yeah. that went down. I didn't、right. even notice that John Grizzlies. That's a good、yeah. take, man. But if, but if he was available, they, he, the Grizzlies for sure would have been on this list, right? At least one of these two. You would think so, but it's just, I go back to image. Like, and this is an honest question I kick out to all of you. Do they want to feature him? Because when they do, the announcers are going to have to talk about what went on over the summer. No, but what I'm saying is if he didn't have the second. Oh, yes, agreed then. Second agreed. incident.、Yes. I, yeah, I get yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Yes. Yeah, 100%. They would have either been on opening night or they would have been on Christmas. One or the other. Yeah. Well, boys, all right.、Let's... I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm going to move us on to our next topic here. And Julius Irving, aka Dr. J, he gave a list of his all time 10. And this is how it goes hey, it goes Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Michael Air Jordan, Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, and of course, Tiny Archibald. This is his all time 10 list. And I want you guys to comment like, what you guys think of his list. Are there any people in particular that are missing from this list that is just egregious? What do you guys think? I mean, the 21st century says what's up because <laughs> apparently his TV stopped working after 2000. <laughs> I don't Start know. Start there. 
yeah, this is true. Oh. After Michael Jordan, like that TV's off apparently. Yeah. And who knew that Julius was such a big Laker fan? Look at that list. <laughs> Elgin, we West. are. So I will. I will make a note. There is a one big. There is one missing on here. It's the big O, Oscar Robertson. That's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, this, this list is wild, man. Like LeBron and Kobe not being on here is it's it's a decision. Um, I'd also throw out Larry Bird is not on this list, mm-hmm. which is oh yeah, it's kind of wild. Well, it might be because Larry Bird punched him in the face. <laughs> Apparently, he knocked out some of his memory too with, with this list. Well, like it, it's it, the reason why it's also perplexing too is that I mean you have Carmelo on there, okay? And let like for argument's sake, let's just Carmelo had a great career. He didn't win any championships. He probably would have won one if it weren't for Michael Jordan. But like we're talking about, if we're talking about positionally too, how do you have Carmelo on there but not Tim Duncan? Yes, I was about to say that. 21st century. The greatest, (laughs) arguably the greatest power forward. Yes, probably the greatest power forward of all time. Yes. Crazy. Dr. J has definitely been, the J stands for something, and something maybe he's been smoking for the last, (laughs) last, you know, two months or whatever, whenever he came up with this list. Because I'm sorry, man, I love Dr. J. You know, he is iconic, but this list is egregious. I, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. I'm, I, I don't want to cue in uh, JJ Reddick, but this is where JJ Reddick got in trouble for saying that the players before 1979 played against plumbers and carpenters. Like, are, are you seriously telling me that, I don't know, Elgin Baylor could hang with LeBron James. Are you telling me this? I mean, they could hang <laughs> they out. Hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they could hang. But they're talking about actually on the basketball court. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, I, I, like, this is why the old school, they don't earn the respect of the modern fan when you say comments like this. Like, now, Dr. Dre, unfortunately, I don't want to take anything that he says with any credibility. Because if you're going to have Tiny Ultrabald in your top 10, you are out of your damn mind. (laughs) Straight up. I haven't seen this man in anyone's top 10 list. Anybody. And the fact that you have Carmelone over Tim Duncan... Fine, you don't want to have Kobe, whatever, but not not LeBron. You you're crazy. With all due respect, Doctor J. <laughs> <laughs> like this this looks like a fantasy football draft where that one dude is just like he's not going by the by the um, the rankings at all, and he's just reaching, and he reaches at least like five times during the draft. Like there's way too many reaches for someone to consider this list as like viable. But anyway, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. We have a couple inductees, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowinski. And I want to ask you guys, where would you place Dwayne Wade out of all time shooting guards? This one's easy for me. I think three. he is very firmly, solidly in the three spot, just like John said. Ooh. You have 
Okay. Clear, clearly Jordan's one, clearly Kobe's two. And I think he's pretty clearly three. And after him, after him, it drops off a little bit. If, if you look at it, but it depends on, I consider Iverson a point guard. I know he was a scorer, but Iverson would be the only argument to me if you consider him a two guard. And then we get to... I thought what, Jamal Crawford Harden? was your fourth best <laughs> of all time. <laughs> I thought it was Elgin. No, Williams, he's actually, actually 1B. I just don't, I, I don't have him. Yeah. And then Lou Williams is 2B for the record. Um, but yeah, John, I think you said you agreed, right? Three? Yeah, three. I, and I think that's the consensus among most people, right? And, and the reason, I think, to Sammy's point, there's a lack of, of there's a significant drop off after the top the three, right? There's, I don't think, if there was somebody close, there would be a different argument or a different conversation. But there isn't really, if you think about it, right? Not in the past. Not years and not more recently. He did it at number three, without it a doubt. Sh- it should Behind be Kobe Wade and, and Jordan. It should be Wade, John, and Sammy, and June. But I've seen people put Jerry West for number three, hmm. which I wouldn't do. He is the logo, though. So Doc- Dr. J might have some credibility after all. <laughs> but I'll I'll say that um was he I more, agree with you guys. Was Jerry West more of a point guard though? I feel like he was and I, I think he he's probably like a hybrid position, right? I mean he's yeah, listed, I as, think he was he's listed as both point guard and shooting guard, so maybe that's maybe they could maybe they categorize him more as a point guard. But yeah, if he if we're talking shooting guard then I think there's an argument there for sure. Yeah, that's probably the one person you could realistically argue yeah. at. I would think, right? Yeah. Question for all you three. What would James Harden have to do to overtake Dwayne Wade? Is it championships? At minimum. Maybe not. Maybe not call out your boss in China. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think he can at this no. point. Because I know that, you know, when we look back, what we can look back at, back at is mostly the stats. But I'm now going to remember Harden as a guy who forced his way off of three different teams if he gets out of Philly to find the situation Mm -hmm. that he wanted and a guy who constantly fell short in the playoffs. I don't see a a way for him unless he has an amazing back end of the career from 35 to 40 where he's going to change his playoff narrative. And team chemistry-wise, he's he's a team killer now. I mean, that's how I would have to look at him. you know, homerism aside, I would not change that opinion if he does end up with the Clippers. Like, I'm not going to come back and say that he's this great teammate because he's clearly shown that he's not. And Wade, mostly throughout his career, has shown that he's willing to put the team first the way he did when LeBron came in. And he stepped yeah. back. Yeah, James Harden, he would have been in this conversation. but And he had many opportunities to actually be in this conversation about, the, about top three shooting guard or top shooting guard. Because, I mean, Oklahoma City Thunder had a chance to win a title there. If he actually stayed with that court with Durant and Westbrook, there's a good argument to be made that they would have won in the next subsequent years, even after losing to the Heat. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn, another team that should have made it as further. And obviously, you know, Kyrie got hurt that one year, so they definitely had they had an opportunity there. The Houston, mm-hmm. obviously, against the Warriors. Clear, the be- probably the best opportunity to win in a championship. And what did they do? They choked in Game 7. 
shot a putrid what like eight percent from three i don't even know what it was it's so embarrassing (laughs) oh boys let's talk about let's let's go to actually our favorite game dubber dud it's a summer edition and of course you have to say whether or not it's a dub like a win or a dud as in something that is falling flat and our first piece of news here is Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, says that he and his girlfriend, Larsa Pippen, are planning a wedding. And of course, Larsa P- Pippen is the ex-wife of Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan's former teammate. I'm going to call out on you guys right now. You got you all look like I don't like you don't want to be called on right now. Um, I'm going to go for Sammy. Sammy, what you think? If Michael Jordan is playing the long game, this is the biggest dub I've ever seen. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Um, you know what, man? If he's legitimately happy with her, then more power to him, and I'll give him the dub based on that. It's just hmm. like, I don't, could it have been a messier transition after everything that happened from Last Dance? But it's, it's an insanely awkward dub for me. I will, I will leave it at that, and I. Wish the best to the happy couple if this is the route that we're going. <laughs> all right. It's a Sammy's dub. So, Sammy's so nice, but we all know he's lying. <laughs> the real reason this is a dub, and I'll tell you why, is because this is great content. For us, for all the newscasters, for all the sports analysts out there, this is amazing stuff. It's going to get better, trust me. And I don't know where it's going to go, what direction it's going to go, but we're in for it, guys. This is going to get great. And hopefully we see Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen make some comments about this because this is going to be good. I love it. Great content. And in terms of happiness, I, I mean, let's be honest. That, that ain't happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'll be the one. I'll be the villain. That, that ain't happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, I, I'm just waiting for like the news to drop that like Marcus Jordan is gonna drop his own like popcorn line. JJ, what do you think? You have a Pippin and a Jordan getting another ring. It's a dub. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right, I gotta go to the next topic here. On Fox News, Enos Freedom Cantor. He says that he'd average sixty points. 30 rebounds per game if he was playing in the WNBA. Double or dud? I'm going to go with JJ. I'm going to say no comment, and Innis Cantor is absolutely crazy to say that. <laughs> All right. We have our first no comment on Double or dud. <laughs> John, what do you think? Nice, nice, nice way to bring yourself back from that elliptical comment earlier, JJ. <laughs> I felt that one. That one was strong. You were strong with the force with that one. You know what? I'm going to say dud. And the reason why I say dud is because, and this is not a knock on the WNBA, but Ennis Cantor, if you can only average 60 and 30, then you're terrible. You're a terrible NBA player. I'm sorry. <laughs> because the reality is, I mean, he's so much bigger. He's so much stronger and faster. And like, come on, man. 60 and 30 should be like 150. <laughs> Sammy, double done, my friend. For many reasons, 
This is a dud, but the main reason I will tell you is even if he averaged that much, he would still be so bad defensively that he'd be a, a minus at the end of the game. He'd be a minus 20 <laughs> because he'd one. still get smoked on the defensive end. Bad. And I will leave it at that. Well, boys, with that, that's actually all we have for tonight. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, everybody. It's good to be back. John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, very good to be back. Have a great night. I'm Detective Chong. Sammy, thanks for being on, man. And always a pleasure. It's good to get to hang and pot again with you guys. Absolutely. And of course, shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter, at Clinic All-NBA. I'm Rose DePanta. This is The Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. Jordan never did that move.